Hey kids, it's me, I see Robots, we're back, another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're gonna, we're gonna take a visit to the Pooptronic video store that I've, that I've been assigned to. We're gonna open up some cards, we're gonna do some stuff, it's gonna be great. Until we get to the greatest grandma's grandpa. Okay, I see Robot, I am on the Tech 12, this is one time for your mind. World's famous with your host, Icy Robots. We join the scene at the Frosty Polar Cap, the location of the last Pooptronics video store. Welcome to Pooptronics video. How can I help you today? Hello, where are the DVDs? No, we don't have any DVDs. Only videotape and some laser discs, but not many. No, Velcro, you have the Avengers on laser. No, I don't think that we have the Avengers on laser. Unless you mean the one with Ray Fiennes. What even is that? I want the one with the Hulk in it. Let me step in here for Derek. The only movies we have with the Hulk, we have the ones with Lou Ferrigno. We have season one and season two on VHS. But I have to warn you, each tape is a separate rental and each tape only has two episodes on it. I don't even know what you mean. When was there an incredible Hulk show? I want the movie where his mass is Loki. I hate that trickster. Where can I find that? Hold on. You hate Loki? Sure, he is a trickster, but that is his nature. He is like, the god of tricks. Anyway, we don't have that movie, but I have a tape of some old Thor cartoons that has Loki in it. It's a two-day rental. That's pretty convenient. I do not want cartoons. I want the movie where the aliens invade New York and Black Widow fights them off with a little pistol. No, I'm sorry, we don't have that. We don't have a lot of new releases. We don't have anything that ever is like on DVD or whatever. We only have VHS tapes. And I think I think the last movie released on VHS might have been Eastern Promises with Vigo Mortensen. I'm not sure, but we do have that. We have one copy of that and we also have we have a lot of fun stuff. We have the cars, we you name it. We have it. If it's on VHS we have it, but we don't we don't have any of the new MCU movies. I had to walk pedemiles here from the base, in the snow and you tell me that you only have video cassettes. And some lasers, but not many. Fine, do you have no escape with Ray Liotta? I haven't seen that movie in years. We do have it, as a matter of fact, that movie is a classic. Let me, uh, let me go get that for you, it's, it's right over here. Let's return to Earth. Let's open a pack of weird trading cards. Kenner presents two alien action figures. <laughs> Hey, this is Messy Robots, and we are back. Um, I got another pack of alien cards. We opened up one of these way back, I think it was issue episode number eight, rather. That is uh, 29 episodes back. So that's a good period of time, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't remember when 
when we did open it up, we were lucky enough to get the Sigourney Weaver rookie card. That's the one that we were looking for more than any of the others, even though I also would want the um, the Xenomorph, maybe Jonesy the Cat. I, I'm happy with any of them, to be honest. This is an 84-card set. It came out in 1979. It looks like... It looks like there's a lot of fun character cards in here. Number 8 through number 15 are the ones we want. I would say we're looking for number 15, which is Introducing Jones. And then there is another one that is the first appearance of the Xenomorph. It's not a character card. It's him in the background. I don't know which one that is off the top, but let's, let's just jump into these. The packaging is blue. There's a $2 price tag, so at some point somebody charged two clams for these, but I picked them up at the flea market amongst a group of other cards, so they didn't, they definitely didn't cost two clams. They're produced by Tops. You get 10 movie cards, a sticker, one stick of bubblegum. On the back is a ad for a uh, pop bottle candy. Try all three today. Let's, let's bust into this. They're a wax pack, which I like. I prefer a wax more than a plastic. I just think it's a little... It's a little more fun. The gum, the gum is hard, really hard. Let's, um, it's kind of stuck to the, uh, pack here. Let's, well, it's hard. You, I think that you could actually cut skin with this. Let's see if I can, yeah, my skin's a little dry on my hand. And you can definitely, uh, you can definitely make a mark. I'm going to leave this little piece right here on this, on this shelf. And we're going to see if the ants come for it. We're having an ant problem right now. It's, it's that season. Once it gets kind of dry here, Ants start coming in the house. So if you leave any kind of food unattended for a period of time, they'll they'll come and get it. But we try just, you know, not to keep things unattended. So therefore, we don't get a lot of ants. Let's um let's peel into this. First card we have is number 59, The Last Supper. This is a good one. This is when they're all sitting down for a meal. Very nice card. It says, The spirits high following the recovery of Cain. The Nostromo crew gathers for a hearty supper. It's continued on card number 60. Then we have one called Return to the Refinery. This is a picture of, well, a big, uh, looks much like the Pooptronics moon base. Giant moon base full of, uh, all kinds of stuff. So far, the first two, not amazingly dope. But that doesn't mean that there's not going to be some dopeness coming up. Because there's always a chance. Let me set these aside. I want to, I also want to fold this up so that it doesn't get, get out, out of line. Next one we have is Hunting the Beast. It's a nice shot of Sigourney Weaver walking around with some kind of a weapon looking looking for the car, the uh, Beast. It's card number 65. Still striking out. No awesome rookies, but that doesn't mean we're not going to get one. Then we have this one that says The Secret Revealed. Swiftly, the disembodied head of Ash is wired for sound. It speaks. My orders were to investigate an alien life form, almost certainly hostile, and bring it back for observation. This is where they learned the whole mission was a work, and they, they were expendable out to get a xenomorph. The next one is a mind-boggling sight. I'm honestly not sure what this is. Some sort of an alien platform. My mind is boggled. I'm not gonna lie. Let's, uh, let's pull it out. Up next, we have Entrance to the Derelict. This is card number 40, and it says, cautiously, the three space explorers enter the mysterious oval-shaped doorway. Captain Dallas, teeth gritted, fist clenched, leads the way. What a hero. Up next, activated star helmet. It's a picture of a helmet. This is card number four. Not doing so great, guys. I think we're down to the last few, but let's let's never give up hope. Now we have a picture of a corridor, and it says, The search begins. 
Dallas and his team devised a plan for disposing of the alien with an electrical rod. They force the monster into an airlock, and then they will push him out of the Nostromo. Good idea, I gotta say. Then we have Executive Officer Kane. This is a rookie card, a rookie card of Kane. Nice picture. Let's sit him right here. This is the best one we've gotten so far. An incredibly valuable rookie, I gotta say. Incredibly valuable. This one, this one is gonna make this whole thing worthwhile. This is card number 10. Let's see if we can get any background data. It, uh... It features John Hurt, obviously. Let's see if this is the first time. Yes, this is the... This is, in fact, John Hurt's rookie card, which is which is going to be a value beyond valuable. All, all the meters that drive a card toward uh, high prices are involved in that. John Hurt, all-time legend. Then we have Nostromo lifting off. So, we did get the John, uh, John Hurt. That was nice. Let's take a look at the sticker. Nice shot. It's on an egg-shaped sticker. I do like the stickers from these, so we'll set these aside... Set them over there, and then we'll wrap these up in here. Sorry, guys, this one didn't turn out as well as I would have hoped, but, you know, it's always fun to open a card. This this pack has been sealed since 1979. We're opening it right here on the show. So that's that's definitely fun. Alien is uh, it's one of my favorite franchises. It might be my favorite franchise. I, I, I would say Star Trek is my favorite overall franchise. I am a, you know, lifelong Trekkie. I love it. I, I, I let the... I let the tenets of Trek affect my life heavily, but uh, as far as the movies, I'm not the biggest Trek movie fan. I love the shows, and I have to say that um, when it comes to movie franchises, Alien might be my favorite. I, 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 I like Star Wars. I like the Marvel stuff, but there's something about the Alien that, that, that really speaks to me. I like all the movies. I love the first one. I love two, three. I love Prometheus. I think Prometheus is great. I like Covenant. I think Covenant is a really good movie. It's super weird, super strange, but I enjoy it a lot. I I want to get it on Blu-ray. I've, I've been looking around. It's like a $12, $15 Blu-ray, but I'm hoping to find it at the flea market. I might have told might have told the story a while back, but I was I was going through one of my favorite vendors. She always has like tons and tons and tons of Blu-rays, tons of action figures and Blu-rays in piles. It's great. And I, I found Covenant and I was really excited and I bought it from her. I bought it for five bucks. I thought that was a really great price. Generally, Flea market DVDs are a dollar or two dollars, and Blu-rays are either three or five. Those are the those, those are the prices. Sometimes you see Blu-rays for like two, but generally three and or five. But then I opened it up, and it was empty. I showed her it was empty. She's a great lady. Just gave me my money back. But I was bummed. I was bummed. And ever since then, I've wanted it, but I I want to find it at the flea market. I don't want to go and buy it on the online. It's uh it's a quest. I want it. I want Covenant. That's the one with. That's the one with uh, Danny McBride, Catherine Watterson. It's a good movie, man. Pretty good. But uh, let's find out what else is going on in the world. Oh, specifically, let's find out what's going on in the world of Japanese baseball. This week in Japanese League Baseball. After finishing last season in fourth and losing Seiya Suzuki to the majors, it's hard to find anyone who predicted the cartoon experience resurgence in 2022. That has been the case so far, though, thanks in large parts to CL Best 261 team batting average, a solid rotation that averages a league best 6.57 innings per start and a league best RISP of 299. Through 31 games, it looked as though the Rockwooden Golden Eagles were going to run away with the Pacific League. Their 24-6-1 record was way better than the rest of the league. 
everything seemed to be going their way as they pulled off 13 come-from-behind victories while surrendering the lead only three times. However, the past two weeks have seen them fall mightily to earth, going 2-9, and nine, including a weekend sweep at the hands of the Buffaloes. They scored just one run in their last three games. That is this week in Japanese League Baseball. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. I definitely do for sure insist. This is me, IC Robots, and we are back. I have in my hand a recent G.I. Joe purchase. This is another one from the really great Super 7 line of figures. The character that I have today is a guy who goes by the name of Flint. Flint is, he is the team's warrant officer. I honestly, like, I don't know what that means. So we're just going to go ahead with, uh, without looking into that too deeply. He was born in, um, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas. His secondary specialty is that of a helicopter pilot. I, I found this figure over at Target. I got this one the same time that I got the Baroness. I'm still on the lookout for Firefly. I have not seen Firefly anywhere. I I don't know how the cases of these figures uh, kind of weigh out at the store, but I have noticed I've never, not never, seen any of the, like, generic soldier figures. There's always been, like, one or two per set, either, like, a Cobra Troop or a Joe Troop. At one point, there was a Sailor. I have seen the Game Master drone, who could be considered like an army builder, but I've never not never seen any of the soldiers, and I wonder if, I wonder if also Firefly came kind of short-packed, because I've checked out the Target over on Santa Rosa Avenue, I checked out the Target in Rotor Park, these are like a Target exclusive, I checked out the Target in Cottingtown, so I've been around, I've been around and I've looked, and I've seen... I've seen all the uh, releases of the figures, and I've never not never seen Firefly, but I do have Flint. Before we get too far into this, let's check in the database and find out a little bit of info about our guy, Flint. Flint is a classic example of a great, respected field leader. He is capable of making thorough tactical plans and executing them to a perfect T. He is trained in many military skills including airborne, ranger, helicopter piloting and is a special forces man. A natural leader who inspires his men to victory, Flint is credited with the success of several rescue missions in hostile territories. Flint was a Rhodes Scholar and has a degree in English Literature. I, I remember when Flint, like, initially dropped, I I saw him as kind of like they, they were trying to uh, replace Duke, like they needed a new on-field uh, commander and that uh, Duke was old school, Flint is the new thing. I didn't have Flint back in the day, I do have him now, but I don't have, I don't have the original OG Flint, I have a Flint of a couple, a couple years in, I... I just, I, I just can't afford the guy. He's like a $50 figure. He's very popular on the secondary market. And I just can't bring myself to spend that much on a loose action figure. It's, it's his gun. It's his gun that drives up the price. He has a, he has like a unique sculpt to his weapon. So it's hard to find the figure itself with the gun. It's going to cost you, 
50 60 70 or more depending on the on the condition and it's just it's just not in me to buy that man i, I hold out hope that at some point i'll find him like at the flea market and then i can pick up his gun secondhand on the online but as so far that hasn't happened but he was he was a fairly popular figure i do know a few homies who had him back in the day so i, I do kind of think that at one point i'm gonna run across one at the flea market but like in all my years of flea market finding, I have yet to find a Flint. So, this guy, this guy's the closest I have to the original OG Flint. Let's, um, let's pop him open. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna yank the card right here, and we're gonna pull him off. He's on a tray inside of a card. Let's pull him out. We're gonna sit this over here. Let's get his weapon off the, um, off the tray. He has... His figure has the standard generic animated G.I. Joe laser rifle. The Flint action figure from the uh, Real American Hero line comes with a... It's kind of like a shotgun, like a pump shotty with like a uh, pistol grip sort of, sort of deal. And he's the, only, he's the only character in the series with this gun. So it's, it's, it's difficult to find. A lot of times they'll, they'll reuse guns. For example, like Snake Eyes' Uzi has been used like a hundred thousand times. The Uzi for Law and Order has been used a thousand times. Let me tell you a, a quick tale. The other week I was poking around eBay and I bought I bought the head, the upper torso, the torso and the arms, the dog of Law and Order and his helmet. Law and Order is the GI Joe MP. He's the cops, he's the fuzz ACAB. I I bought this guy and I I I paired him up with a pair of legs that I had at home that were similar. So I don't really know where this where this story is going. Oh, his gun, the Uzi that uh, Law & Order uses, is the same one that many other figures use, so I had it in my accessory bin. So for like a price of like $8, I was able to get like a semi-complete Law & Order and put him together. I still don't have his uh, Billy Club, but the the Billy Club that he used was also reused a million times, so I'm going to be able to find that on the online easy enough. I just haven't... I just haven't gone into it yet, and I, I can hear some of you guys wondering, like, well, his legs, his legs are different. Doesn't that bother you? Honestly, no, because the original Law & Order's legs were just, like, green pants with, like, uh, pockets on the side, like cargo pants, and the pants I found were very similar in color, very similar, so I, I have no beef, none at all, and plus it's for my collection, so I do not care, but uh, let's take a look at good old Flint here. He has five points of our tick at the legs, the arms, and his head can turn. He's wearing his... uh. His standard beret, that's what I would consider to be, like, his his trademark. He wears, like, a beret in the combat. What I would consider to be his trademark is that, like, he's one of the few figures who has, like, a romance. He has, like, a romance with Lady J. And I got Lady J already, so they can, they can be together again. Flint was a Rhodes Scholar and earned his degree in English Lit. Bored by the groves of academia, he enlisted in the army and applied his tenacity and concentration to grind his way through airborne school. Ranger school... Special Forces School, and finally, Flight Warrant Officer School. So this guy, this guy is one of those nerds that are good at school. I myself, I was not good at school. Like, not even, like, a little bit. Just, I don't even know why, man. I'm not a dum-dum by any stretch. I mean, I am a little bit of a dum-dum, but I'm not, like, a complete and total dum-dum. But this is, like, the rules of school, the the structure of school, all these things like really, really, really befuddled me. For whatever reason, I, I just have a hard time doing that kind of stuff. Like sitting in the class with all these other people and then going into another class. It was just, it was not like your boys, your boys Stilo. Not a good student. But some people, some people are also homework. Homework was like a big issue to me. Like I really felt like homework was complete injustice. Like I'd be there 
all day. It's a long day. You're putting in like a full-time week as a kid. And I would go to school, come home, and then have to do like a few more hours of work. It was just like not even, man. Because I would I would see my parents go to work. They would go. They would come home. And then they would, you know, sit around, watch TV, do whatever they were doing. But like I had to do more work. It just didn't seem fair to me. It still doesn't. They shouldn't send you with work home to do. I, When the kid was in school. I was like 10,000% against homework. I would help her with it, but I was just like, why are we doing this? Like, this is just, this is just so goofy. Why do kids have to work like 10, 11 hour days a week? I'm not with that. But, uh, our guy Flint, he was into it. He succeeded. Let's see, um, what it says here. We had thought Cobra had us in the stinking dungeon for good, so we didn't know what was going to go down when we heard the chopper coming in and all the heavy hardware going off like the 4th of July. Then somebody kicked down the door of our cell when the smoke cleared. There was Flint with that lopsided grin saying, come on, boys, we're going home. Somebody somebody got rescued by Flint. That's really cool. Flint, Flint's not whack by any stretch. He's cool, man. But I myself, I was always kind of a Duke guy. Duke would lead my squads, and when he didn't, Falcon would lead my squads. I, I don't know. Maybe if I would have had Flint, things would have felt differently. But I remember, I don't know, I was a little resentful of him in the cartoons. I would see him and, like... Duke started going to the wayside so that our guy Flint could, our man Flint could, uh, shout to James Coburn, could get, get some more time on the screen. But be that as it may, he's a legendary figure, legendary character, created by the great Ron Rudat, uh, born in, uh, Kansas. We already talked about that. So I think that, um, I think that we've covered all this. Let's, uh, let's snip off his card, his file card. Snip, snip, snip. Got the Vidal Sassoon scissors here in hand. We're going to save this for our files. I do have a very, very big collection of file cards. Snip this off here. So, you guys, what I want you to do is send me a big shout-out, a big emotional shout-out that someday I will find the Firefly that I so wish. Let's let's just hop onto the online really quick, and we're going to see what this uh, Super 7 Firefly is going for. I'm just curious, and while I got it in my head here, oh, you could get him for the pretty much the same price. Somebody here has him $18 free shipping, which is, you know, more or less the same. So it's not like it's not like he's being hoarded on the online. I can see like four, five, six, seven at least where I could get it right now for like 20 bucks into my house, and I may end up doing that if I don't find him soon enough. But as of now, we're going to keep looking. If you see any fireflies out there, let your boy know. I'm not saying buy one. I don't want you to do that. But uh, just let me know if you see him out there on the streets. Let's move forward. Up next, a look at this week's flea market acquisitions. I went to the flea market and it was super fun. Well, maybe it was just all right. I I went to the two flea markets this past Sunday. Flea market season is in, in full effect here in, in Sonoma County. We got the one in Santa Rosa in the old Kmart parking lot. The one that looks like the uh, prisoner camp in Red Dawn. The one where one where he's like, avenge me to his sons. The moment that starts off the whole uh, Wolverine saga. But uh, it's still fun. It's still nice. It's like six or seven rows. It's actually... It's actually turned to get to a pretty big flea market. I'm used to the old uh, the old one on, on Santa Rosa Avenue that we would dip through in like a little bit. This one's taken us a while, man. We were dipping through there for like almost an hour the other day, which is which is crazy, but also also super fun 
The thing is, though, I'm kind of in a mode right now of uh, reverse acquisition, as it were. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a state of flux. I wanna, I wanna get rid of a bunch of stuff. My idea is, is I wanna like, I wanna open up some more room for my GI Joes. I wanna, I wanna get a couple extra rows on the shelf for GI Joe vehicles. So that that um, requires like get rid of a bunch of stuff. Like not necessarily get rid of, but I have, I have a couple shelves of like random, like random '80s figures. You got like, you know, your. Uh, Captain Planet, your Thundercats, like things I don't necessarily collect, but are still they're still kind of cool. I, I got to move all those out of here, and that does mean that like these things are gonna get like a you know a looking over, and some of it might wind up back at a on my flea market table. So I, I I'm definitely going in that direction. I I haven't sold at the flea in a couple weeks, but I do plan to do so in a few more weeks. I'm I'm still processing some stuff and moving it out there. I wanna. I want to get rid of some stuff, dude. It's good to get rid of some stuff. It's good to start fresh with some new shelves. When when you're like a super frequent flea market goer, every once in a while you got to you got to like reverse the flow. You got to take some of the stuff and put it back into the flea market circuit as it were. So, that's going to be kind of coming up soon. We got that one. Then we got the flea market in Sebastopol. Both are still fun. Let me uh excuse me. I got to reach I got to reach away for the desk. I I've kind of given myself like a rule, like a rule of thumbs going forward. I'm going to focus on comic books and G.I. Joe's. As far as the flea market goes, I'm going to avoid, avoid like the little rando things that I'll, I'll often buy. Like, for example, I was there this week and I saw some dude had a Clash of the Titans Perseus on his table. And I for sure would have bought that a few weeks ago, but I already have one. I don't need two. I would have convinced myself that I need two, but I, I, I was able to pass. So all those things, you know. They're getting left behind. They're getting left behind. It's Joe's. It's comics going forward. It's the way it is. It's the way it shall be for for at least a few weeks. So I did, I did manage to get three comics and a GI Joe. Believe it or not, at the at the flea market, I put it in my head. I said comics or Joe's, and like you do find Joe's, but it's 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 rare. It's less common. But I actually found one. We'll talk about we'll talk about that in a sec. But let's um let's take a look at the few the two comics I got. I got two issues of Commandy. I'm holding them up like I like I have a camera, which I. Which I don't. I got issue 44 and 46. Commandy, the last boy on Earth. That is a, a series that I collect. I I threw the power of the flea market. I'm trying to get like a whole run. I want a whole run of Commandy. And I'm, I'm, I would say I'm maybe like just over half of the way there. Maybe over half, but not quite uh, to um, like three quarters. Somewhere, somewhere in that range. There's like a whole group of 10 that I don't have. I really don't have a lot of the 50s. I do have a lot of the O through 10s. I got a... Uh, at any rate, these are both... These are both fun. I'm a big fan of Commandy. This is one of the first times in, in my life when I was younger that I was exposed to, like, uh, dystopian future kind of tales. Commandy, Commandy is the last boy on Earth. There was some kind of, like, giant disaster in D.C., and it, it, caused, it caused all animals to evolve into people, like Planet of the Apes style. But there's, like, all kinds of things, you know, cat people, dog people, fish people, you name it. Commandy is the last human being left. He was raised inside of a bunker. Blah, blah, blah. The bunker was called Command D. That's how we came, became Command D. But uh, in, at any rate, in, in this one here, on issue 44, this is great. It says, in the middle of a deadly barracuda attack, Command D goes wild. He's getting attacked by a bunch of fish people, and he's kicking some fish dude, like, right in the face. Like, he's on a boat, and the boat's getting overrun by these fish people, these fish pirates, and he's booting one right in the face. Command D wears, like, little blue jean shorts and little blue booties. I don't know why he hasn't found a shirt over the years because all these fish dudes are wearing shirts so he definitely could wear one he just chooses not to and then on on, on 46 commandy has like a machine gun he has like a tommy gun and he's gunning down 
some cat person, some cat person in a hood is coming toward him and he says, get away from me or you're next. This is, this is kind of a prototype cover you'd see a lot where like, for whatever reason, the hero has gone insane and you have to read the book to find out what's causing his insanity. I, I can't imagine, but these cat people are gun toting. They're running at him with machine guns. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's Savage World of Commandy. I got those for $2 each. And the next book I got, this is actually a decent comic that I've had my eye on for a while. I had to pay 10 bucks for this, but it, it costs more on the online than I, I did have a couple watches for it, is Icon Number 1, the DC milestone book, the first appearance of Icon. If you were, if you were doing a movie pitch for Icon, I think the easiest way to explain it would be he is the black Superman. His story is that of an alien who came to Earth he came down, the first person he saw was a black fella, so he took the guise of a black fella. He's lived life as a uh, African-American man all these years. I think he landed, like, back in the 1800s, and he's lived all the way to the present. But, um, I, I don't know a ton about the character, but I just, I like the idea of the pitch of the black Superman, and I just imagine that someday they're gonna do something with this. Someday I feel like they have to, so I saw this, and I bought it. I was pretty excited, but... When I got home, I discovered, I did a little, like, online looking about the character, trying to learn, you know, some of his appearances and things, just get, like, a better idea of his history. And I found that the the gimmick with him was he was an alien, but he was also a conservative. He was, like, a Ronald Reagan conservative, a mutant, as it were, in Gino Vega speak. And at the time, Clarence Thomas, the, the Supreme Court justice on the cooped-out Supreme Court went ahead and he said that Icon was his favorite hero. Like, this was back, this was way back in the day when they first wrote it. So he's kind of, he's kind of had this stink. He's kind of had this taint on him of mutantism. And I, I can see how that would definitely hold you back in the entertainment world. But all it's going to take, you know, to get rid of something like that is like a rewrite. You just got to rewrite the character a little bit, change it up, and there you go. It's all in the past. So I don't know. That was... That was something I wanted. I'm glad I got it. I think I paid a, a pretty fair price for that. I usually don't go for like $10 flea market comics, but considering that it was one that I had on the online and was looking at for like 20, 25 bucks shipped, you know, considering, I, I, I feel like it was okay. And then I found a G.I. Joe over at the Sebastopol flea market. We went there later and I've, I've talked to this lady who always has a ton of figures she has a ton of Blu-rays. I, I was, failed to pick up a copy of Alien Covenant from her the other week. I think I think I told that story over on At The Movies. At The Movies, the uh, Patreon show. Join the Patreon. Supportthereport.com. It's definitely worth uh, whatever you decide to contribute. Lots of fun shows. But anyway, I was I was digging through her stuff. You know, I'm doing a dig. The, the wife was, like, way far behind me in the row. She loves piles of clothes. If somebody throws out a pile of clothes... She'll dig through it. So she was digging through the pile of clothes, just like I was digging through the pile of action figures. And the lady came up, and she's like, oh, here, these are the new ones. And she had a whole bin of, like, new ones. And I, I found G.I. Joe's here in the past from her, so I'm like, ooh, this might be good. So I'm digging through them, digging through them, digging through them. I'm not really finding anything. Like, there's there's cool stuff in there for sure. Like, things people would like, like Pokemons, Power Rangers, you know, Turtles, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff people would want. But I'm on the Joe's and Comics mantra, so I'm just like, well... I might have struck out here when I, in fact, found a G.I. Joe. I found a 1992 G.I. Joe Ninja Force dice. He um, was paired up with another guy, Slice. Maybe he's Slice. No, as a matter of fact, this guy is Slice. The other guy is Dice. Slice is the red one, the one that I have. Dice is the purple one. He's the other one. I got him for $2. He's in good He's in good shape. Not dinged up at all. He has his thumbs, the, 
The plastic's holding up pretty well. I've already gone ahead and bought his weapons. He has a sword, like a big kooky sword, and a small little uh, dagger. I was able to find both these weapons from the same guy, so he combined shipping. I got those for just over 10 bucks. So, for like $12, I'm coming up all on a, like a complete Joe that I didn't have. So that's, that's definitely fun. Dice's uh, slice is pretty cool. I might get Dice. I was looking around on the online, and I, I saw Dice's. Dice is a pretty inexpensive figure. Some guy was selling two, two uh, dices, loose dices with no weapons for 15 bucks shipped. So you can get a couple of those. The weapons he has are not that hard to find. I believe the first one, he, all he comes with is an axe. It's like a single axe. You can get that for a couple bucks. So for a little bit, you're, you're in on that. So I got the comics. I got the slice. Maybe I'll get the dice. So that was that was all good. I got the G.I. Joes. I got the this. I got the that. We all had a good time. Flea market. Uh, sliced up mango. And we ate it. We put some spicy stuff on it. We put some lemon. Squirted that on there. Ate it on the ride home. Good day was had by all. This is where the famous. Fear. That's the word. Fear. That's the word. Not a love of peace, not need for security. It's blind fear that rules these. This is where the famous. Fear. That's the word. Not a love of peace, not need for security. It's blind fear that rules these. Look at that, Lyra. This is where the famous. Now look. He's sitting up on his hind legs as his wife addresses the press. This is where the famous. Yeah, man, it is definitely that. This is me, Icy Robots, and we're, we're getting ready to take it home. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's worth uh, mentioning. Hold on one sec. Let me reach over this way. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna open these or anything. But I, I got the latest Final Factions uh, over over at the Dollar Tree, and these are, these are really cool. I I was looking at the packaging though, and they're made by Greenbrier International, and I looked. I looked that up on, on the online, and that's actually Dollar Tree's parent company. So Dollar Tree themselves are producing these delightful Final Faction figures, and I think that's really great, man. They're taking the initiative to jump in there, give us something cool, something inexpensive, something something pretty fun. What I have right here in my hand, I have a Karn drone, and then I have the latest uh, weapon pack. It has, like, a staff and, like, some guns that you can put on his back, and then, like, another hand... A hand weapon. There's also another Karn drone pack. So you can you can mix and match those together and make like a variety of Karn drones. It's really fun. I I kinda have this urge. I wanna like like army build some of these Karn drones. Then then I wanna like I wanna like have a big battle outside. I wanna try to see if I can get back in that childhood mindset and like imagine some kind of a setup and have like all these guys because Back in the day when I was into, like, G.I. Joes and stuff, I didn't have, like, a multitude of Cobra soldiers or anything. It was, like, I might have one and then maybe, like, a Crimson Guardsman or whatever. But with these, uh, with these Final Factions, you could get, like, you could get, like, 15, 20, you could get 100 Karn drones if you wanted to and have, like, the biggest setup in history. And that, that might be fun. I, uh, I kind of, I kind of feel, um, a little... A little, uh, you know, jealous of kids nowadays who might get the chance to do that. But I'm enjoying this line. I have a good, good time with that. There's also a vehicle that came out recently. This, uh, this big Karn rolling vehicle. And if you buy the, if you buy the accessory set for another dollar, it, uh, it really adds a lot to it. There's, like, these pincers in the front, and there's, like, this scorpion tail in the back. That's, that's kind of how these things work. They'll sell you like the base vehicle for like a dollar twenty-five or a dollar, and you know, depending where you live, the 
the Dollar Tree price, and then there's like an add-on set. And the add-on set really takes this one to the next level, so I, I'm digging it, I'm having a good time with those. I've seen a lot of, a lot of guys out there, my dude Engineer Nerd made some uh, neat customs, he painted one up and he like 3D printed a head, made, made a mech out of one. They're fun, dude, my guy, the Necrotic Doctor, I know. I know he paints some of these up. It's fun. They're good. They're inexpensive. They're cool. Let's let's see what else is going on. I I want to point out that one of the key tenets of this show is ELE. Everybody love everybody, and that's that's key. That's important. I want everybody to go out there and, and you know in, in the upcoming couple weeks and just uh try to have love in your heart. I realize it's a difficult time for that. That there's a lot of a lot of divisions. A lot of a lot of bad things going on in the news, a lot of hate-filled crimes, and we got to make sure that you don't have that hate in your heart. When you're when you're surrounded by hate, it's easy to let that get inside of you. It's easy to let that take over, but we cannot let that happen. Now more than ever, it's very important to have that, uh, you know, just have that ELE vibe. Have that love in your heart. The only thing that can beat hate is love. More hate does not beat hate. That is just like... That falls into the two wrongs don't make a right axiom, and that one, that one is definitely true. So just try to, try to focus this week. Try to pick up some litter if you're out there on a walk. I went for a walk, took the dog out. I picked four pieces, two bottles, and two plastic wraps. One is a cup, one is a bottle. I took the, I took the plastic wrap, stuffed them down in the bottle, then I stuffed the cup in the bottle as well. So I mean the, yeah, the bottle into the cup is what I meant to say. So it was all like an easy-peasy package that was fine. I got some litter out of the street. You can do so too. Trash busting for life. Just just try to be a good person this week. Please try to go out there and just have a good uh, have a good heart. Have a solid heart. It's very important. I know that it, it, it feels like the world around you is all bad. I know that it feels like things are bad. It's like, what can I do? And I know, I know there's not a lot that you can do to make you feel empowered, but one thing you have to do is you have to try to you gotta try to be good yourself. It's like you gotta, it all starts at home. You know, it starts with you and you kind of expand that out there in the world. And before you know it, it's, this little whisper has become a shout, as it were. So I think we're going to get up out of here. I can't think of anything else. It's really like, really crucial. Oh, this is one. I've been working on a super duper edit of the Food Cube fiasco. I've, I've taken all the pieces out of the various episodes, the bits, the commercials, the PSAs, and I'm, I'm merging it together I'm adding some new music. I'm sprinkling in some beats. I'm kind of editing it up, tightening it up, and that's gonna that's gonna premiere soon. This is gonna be what is essentially the Icy Robots movie. This is this is a lot of fun. It's about an hour, hour and a half in that range so far. I've listened to it. I've listened to the early cut, the early edit, and I gotta say, it sounds pretty good. And that's not me tooting my own horn. That's just me dealing with some facts of life. It sounds great, and I. I can't wait to get that out to you, so so get ready for that. The big Icy Robots movie, the Food Cube fiasco, is an audio movie coming out soon. I realize that's an oxymoron. Hop on over to supportthereport.com, the Patreon. I need some more patrons. I need some more help in that regards. I got some plans in the work. I'm gonna need some uh, gonna need some funding for those plans. So please support the report.com. We got shows there. There's mixtapes. There's at the movies. There's the Derek show. Got a new Derek show in the shoot. It's gonna be great. Derek performed some music. They got a new show sponsor. That one's exciting. It's always fun. Derek's great, man. He's fun to work with. Nice guy, but uh, let's see. I think that's about it. So, until we meet again, if you don't like the news, go out there and make some of your own. All right, um, Ann, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people, some people.
delivery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack Yo, slick blow. That's right. Yo, I see robots. Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. What's a Merlot Broham? You guys don't know what a Merlot Broham is. Sorry, we got it's a, a Cadillac. Everybody love everybody.